What's up, Cheeseheads? Before we get into today's podcast, we wanted to tell you about what Ethan and I have been up to in 2022. Something very exciting. It's a new product that we have launched for employee engagement called the Pool Boys. E, tell them what's up. That's right. So right here, as you can see, the Pool Boys, what we want to do is create an awesome environment for your office pools. So we're going to come in, we're going to run everything for small business owners, large business owners, basically business owners, where we want to come in, provide an awesome red carpet experience where we up the engagement, up the fun by running your office pools, whether it be March Madness, we got some fun fall offerings, whether it be college football pick em, NFL pick em, Survivor, we got you covered no matter what the pool is, we are your boys for it. So let's get going. That's right. This is an employee engagement play. If you're having any trouble at all with retention or engagement or even internal communication, let the pool boys take a look and show you some of the products that we can offer. We shoot customized videos with these handsome fellas and we send them to your team and we talk trash about your people. It's so much fun. I got to <laughs> tell you. We build you up too. Don't worry. It's not just trash, but there is a lot of trash. There is some trash. All right, guys, check us out at www.thepoolboys.net and we're going to get into the episode now. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic, joined by E Gelfans. Ethan, what's happening? <laughs> I like how you're already starting to laugh. Yes, I understand. K Troll, it's easy. It's one syllable, one syllable. K Troll. E Gelfans. I know. Doesn't it doesn't flow, flow quite as well. well. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I've gotten, but okay. Gelfand, it's not like the easiest last name. I've gotten on my letters Gelsand, Gelfano. Gel Del Drand, like it's not. I feel like, actually, no, I take it back. It's not that hard, people. Like, why are you? Messing it's really with not. Us? Listen, I'm sure you know what I've been getting my entire life. Cramper, troll. troll. <laughs> it's been troll the entire life, and then right. and I'll I'll be like I spell it every single time because I know they're another going to do it, and they're still will do it wrong. And I'm just like, you know what? You just don't care. You just don't care. But yeah, first it's name, not- dear lord. I mean, it's Camper. It's Kimber. It's Kemper with an I. It's Kentner, Ken, Kimbrel, Bartlett. One person called me. I was like, where does this stuff even come from? Like Kimbrel Tompkins. Remember that guy? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's where it came uh, from. Yeah. I think we might have talked about this last season, but so when we were younger, Ethan was not a popular name, like whatsoever. I might have known yep. one other Ethan in my life up until age 22. So when we were going family vacations, you know, you go to the amusement parks, you go to all the tourist stops. And you go for look for those vanity license plate, little keychains or whatever. Yeah. Never would they. So, I mean, I know the answer for you. No way in hell they had Kemper. So take that off the table. But same thing, man. No Ethan. It was just rough. But now there's Ethan all over the place. But I'm sorry. I, I have not seen Kemper. Honestly, you, you, you brought it up. I did. But honestly, whenever I go someplace and I do see Ethan, I look for you because I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's a chance. I'll stump him. I'll get him with this one. <laughs> I'm going to get him. Uh, but it's also funny. So talking about spelling your last name and, and you also know those, uh, I forget what insurance commercial it is, but you know, when you're turning into your parents and that guy tries to coach yes. you. Yes. Yes. So, Progressive. Yes. Yeah. See, that's like a good and a bad commercial. Good. Cause you remember the commercial, but bad because you don't know the brand, but you did. So good for you. I, uh, I got you progressive. We're sponsored by progressive actually. Thank you for your sponsorship. And all state and Liberty Mutual. I do like Liberty Mutual. <laughs> Liberty Mutual's commercials are really funny. Liberty Mutual is really good. But, Liberty uh, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Line. 
so anyway, my parents, you know, whenever they'd be on the phone and they had to give the last name without fail, it's G-E-L, F is in Frank, A-N-D is in dog. Like, without fail. They said that every time. And now I find myself doing the exact damn thing. And the best part <laughs> is, got my wife doing it now, too. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, yeah. nice. Do you do that when you are reading books about submarines? Or do you do that um, <laughs> when you're getting your paper ticket at the airport? When do you... Well, who else when do you tell them about that? Submarines. My dad. My, my dad. <laughs> my dad. Uh, I use, I mean, that line gets used a lot in my family. The books about submarines line when, <laughs> with my brother and my dad. And it's, uh, I just love those commercials. They're fantastic. The best. No cussing, no fussing. No, <laughs> throw it away. In the trash. It's oh, like, man. And yes, we're weird. pulling up to the, to the uh, stadium. No, we're not going to park closest to the exit so we can get out first. And we're just getting here. We're already not talking about when we're leaving. We're not we're talking not about leaving. leaving. What are you guys thinking, like third quarter maybe? Or uh... <laughs> We just got here. We, just we don't want to talk about parking. <laughs> how many how many uh, cars do you think you can fit in this lot? What do you think the return on that is? What a cash cow. You know, guys just like... I think this was like an early one. Uh, they might have been like a hardware store, and he's just one of the dads. And a guy with blue hair walks by, and he's like, we all see it. We all see it. You don't need to say anything. <laughs> we all see he has it. blue hair. <laughs> oh, he has blue hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are fantastic. Those are. If great. you haven't seen them, check them out. They're fantastic. I had to show my my father in law. I had to show one Brian Seeger. I googled him for him. He's like, these are amazing. I'm like, oh, I, w- I was going to say, was he not entertained? I could see him not being entertained by that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is funny. Are you not tempted? Because he's the dad. But true. Um, so speaking of entertaining and speaking of exciting and awesome, today's a big. Big episode. Big this day. is life changing episode. Okay, because when you listen to this episode, or when you watch, better yet, watch this episode on YouTube, <laughs> you're going to find out how to crush your draft. You're going to find out how to make the perfect draft, and we're going to give you two, not one, two league winning rosters. You can go either route. You could trust Ethan. You could trust me. Whatever you choose, they're probably both going to win your league. To be honest, they will. I mean, and we're going to win the league the most. Yes, we do have testimonials to see how well our perfect draft and perfect league winning rosters were. Just ask one champion herself, one Sonya Troll. That's right. She is one for one, never played fantasy, took the perfect draft to a T. Literally to a T. Almost undefeated. I mean, she lost one game in the regular season and smoked everybody the rest of the year. Yeah. Not saying, just saying. Results, man. Results. And Kemper made it to our, our championship round. I made it to the playoffs. But, yep, yep. You know, and I will tell you, I didn't have our perfect rosters or our league yeah. rosters because the schmucks in our league listened to this podcast <laughs> and, and stole all the people that I wanted. <laughs> all the people we wanted in our drafts, they were taken from us like a, a round early. So that won't happen to you if you don't share the podcast in your league. I'm not sure what I want you to do. Do I want you to share the podcast in your league? Share the podcast. Do I want you just to win? I don't care. Share the podcast. Your call. Your call. Devil, you got one on each shoulder, right? Devil and angel. Share you make it. the decision. But I'll tell you, all of this will be available on a fancy schmancy landing page we've created just for the perfect draft. It's called yeah. perfectdraft.foldinthecheese.com. It's going to look like this bad boy. Ooh. Very slick. Look Very. at that. you got your perfect draft strategy, and you've got our league-winning rosters. Whoa, whoa. Give Spoiler alert. Hang on. We're oh. not giving those away just yet. Spoilers. Easy, Slagger. But it's out there. Perfectdraft.foldinthecheese.com. Go check it out. Yes. All right, so as we start talking about the perfect draft, we also kind of want to take a step backward just to kind of get you back, get your feet back wet into the whole drafting process because we know 
not everyone are not everyone's been doing this for 20 years right you know Kemper and I've been doing this for a long time so we also just kind of remind you to give you some tips as you come into the draft so uh you know fantasy football is for everyone and this is kind of one of the most exciting times of the year is the draft you know you're coming up you're doing your research you're just getting pumped getting see excited who's going to be on your team or you're going to be cursing out later as soon as you finish the draft god i hate my team i've done that so many times <laughs> you wake yeah. up the next morning and you're like what was i thinking or even like halfway <laughs> through the draft you're thinking like i this is not going well <laughs> i do not like the direction this team is going but anyway so we're going to reel it back a little bit and kind of give you some still simple steps to take before your draft date uh yep. so kind of just jumping right into the just you know going right into the, the shallow end first Knowing your platform, you know, making sure you're doing mock drafts. If you know you're going to be doing a Yahoo league or an ESPN league, potentially a sleeper, there's a lot of different formats out there. So just doing a little preparation, just so knowing, you know, what your format is, just knowing where the buttons are, you know, how to put someone in your queue, you know, because you never want to get to where it's your pick and you're scrambling to find people, scrambling just to kind of figure out what button is draft because then you're going to get the auto draft if your time runs out. So again, just kind of the simple things, just as you're getting started, know your platform, do a couple mock drafts. So you kind of get comfortable with the actual draft board and the draft site. I think mock drafts are so clutch too, because every site's going to have ADP, which is average draft position. And you're going to mm-hmm. have an idea of where the players should be going. But until you're actually in that league and until you're actually in that draft room, to Ethan's point, the pressure's on, you got a one minute timer, you got a 30 second timer, maybe it's two minutes, whatever. You've got a timer on. You're scrambling to look through your, your player list. Who do you want to get next? Until you do that, until you get through a mock draft, you won't truly be ready for the real draft, I don't think. And it sure. gives you a much better idea, other than ADP, what's actually happening in the drafts. ADP yeah. can be influenced by a lot of things. Someone could have a 40 ADP because in half the leagues are going at 20 and half the leagues are going at 60, and it averages it out. That's what the A stands for, average. And it rolls an average over time. So someone could be trending really high, and their ADP hasn't caught up yet. And so, like, there may be a player who had really positive news recently, and you're thinking, okay, I thought they were going to be out for eight weeks for an injury, for instance, but they're actually going to be back in three weeks. And so suddenly that person's stock is really rising. you got to know that from the mock drafts. You'll be able to tell a little bit better. Yeah. The next thing I would say. Oh, sorry. I just want to jump real quick on the mock drafts. Uh, Last season was doing a lot with my brother-in-law, Brian. uh, Not Brian. That's my father-in-law. But my brother-in-law, Kyle Seeger, and I were doing a lot of uh, mock drafts prior to his. And one of the trends, he too likes to sit on quarterbacks. And so one of the trends we were finding is uh, in the eighth or ninth round is kind of where that second tier of quarterbacks were going. So he knew that's when he wanted to jump on his because he wasn't getting the Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Calvin Murray's. He wanted to get kind of that that next level, but he wanted to make sure he got the one he wanted. So in all these mock drafts, we saw he's like, yep, eight rounds, eight and nine. That's where the runs were going. So he knew to be prepared, and he got the guy he wanted in, I think, the early, earlier mid of round eight. So it was pretty cool to see how that worked out. In our yeah, because, because, and this is going to be something we talk about too, positional runs happen in drafts. Oh, yeah. And we'll get to that in a minute. But when they do, it's good to know from preparation that it will end, and you will still have people that you're looking for uh, down the <laughs> pike. But before it's we get there, I would say, in, in addition to knowing your platform, know your settings. Know what the scoring settings are. Know what the rosters are in your league. Make sure you understand how many of each player you need to draft and how the scoring works because there are all types of different scoring. Standard for me nowadays is just point per reception. Every time a guy catches the ball, you get a point. That yep. that levels the playing field for receivers and running backs quite a bit and tight ends and makes a lot more players viable because a lot more players catch the ball, especially in the running back room, uh, that wouldn't have a lot of value running the ball. But if they catch the ball a lot, they could still be valuable. So 
Very true. You definitely want to know your settings as well. Yeah, along with that, you mentioned how many position players you're going to be starting. So in our league, for example, we have a quarterback, two two running backs, and three wide receivers. But in some other leagues, you might only have two wide receivers. So for us, the wide receiver position is very important when you're drafting because you got to start a lot of them. So it's important to know how many of those you're starting because then it might affect the strategy of when you're taking a certain type of player. So knowing how many of your roster spots you have and, and, and the starting lineup is going to be key. Yep. Uh, the next thing I'd say is play your room. Every draft is a little bit different, but you have to play the room that you're in during that draft, which, and I mean, I don't mean the physical room. I mean, who else <laughs> is drafting with you? So some things we think about with this, you think about homers. Um, I used to do a lot of drafts in Atlanta when I lived there and there were a lot of Georgia fans. There were Georgia Bulldog fans. There were Alabama Crimson Tide fans and there were Atlanta Falcons fans. You had to mix all those things together to think, okay, they want to get Falcons on their team and they want Georgia Bulldogs wherever they're at. They want Alabama players wherever they're at. And so those players tended to have a premium and they would get drafted higher than they probably should in a normal draft. You can play that to your advantage. If you don't want those players in particular, then you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to be able to get some more valuable players later than I expected initially. But if you okay. do want those players, now you know you've got to jump on them even earlier than what their ADP says. Mm-hmm. Just need Very to know true. your room. Yes. And kind of hand in hand with that, knowing the room is knowing yourself and get, you know, do a little bit of pre-ranking of the players you like. So we talk about runs that are going to happen. We talk about homers. If you have a list of your guys, it's important to know when you're going to want to take them, who, when they're going to be available. So just have that kind of set of rankings for yourself going into it, at least in the beginnings, just so it kind of gives you an idea. One, you're not forgetting about anybody. And two, just so you know when you want them and where they're going to fall. I think one nice tip is, and I've, I've heard this from other people too, project ahead a round or two where you're going to be picking next. And the sites do a pretty good job of this. If you're in like Yahoo, I know there's a little bar that sits down there and waits. It your shows you like, pick. hey, your round five pick is going to be around here. Your round six pick is going to be around here. Your round seven pick is going to be around here. Take a look at the cluster of players around that bar to get an mm-hmm. idea of who might be available when the pick comes back to you. And the reason I say that is, that can dictate your strategy on how many running backs do I want to take early? This is the most probably hotly debated topic is like, do you go RB zero. Running, back, running back early? Do you go three running backs early? Do you go RB zeros? People do where they wait on running back. A lot of different strategies there, but it's hard to know what's going what's gonna to fall to you later in the draft if you don't look ahead. And what I found this year in particular is um, while I may have looked at running backs and receivers previously fairly equal, there's some really good receivers that have been dropping between the mm-hmm. fifth and eighth round that I would be totally comfortable starting in one of my spots. And so I'm thinking, shoot, maybe I don't go that hey. early on a receiver, you know, yeah. those are some really good ones. And then to Ethan's point about quarterbacks, you look down there, they don't rank out the same way because we have these positional runs, which we'll talk about next, but they can be ranked all the way down in you know, the ninth round or 10th round or something. And part of that is the psychology of the rankings on the draft. So people are tending to either due to one of two things, either they're going to fill out their roster spots in the order that they have them, meaning mm-hmm. they're going to do two running backs, two receivers and a quarterback and a tight end before they go for that third running back. That's not actually well, that a start for them. Back yeah, up, yeah. That bench player. Yeah. So before they do that, some, some players will fill out their starting lineup first. Other people will, will go based on whatever the rankings are specifically. And you know, That's every available. time they're going to be in, yeah, the three or four players that are in their ranking spot, they're going to stay in that lane and take what, what you call best available. So you gotta you can you can get a sense of that through the drafts, of course. But um, I think what's what becomes interesting with quarterbacks specifically is the positional run. 
Yeah. And, and here's the thing during those runs, you're going to freak out at first. You're like, Oh crap. Everyone, there've been three quarterbacks picked in a row. Should I get a quarterback? I guess I got to get a quarterback. So, but that's the thing, knowing yourself, knowing your strategy, knowing, you know, doing this little bit of research in the beginning. So you don't have to freak out during those moments knowing it's fine. I'm still going to get the guy I want, or there are still people who I would be happy with. So as we just said, runs are going to happen. Just let them happen and you'll be fine. Take a breath. It's okay. Yep. Okay. Now, the, if your league is big enough, like if you have a 12 or 14 league uh, team league, then the positional runs matter a little bit more because there may be, like in this year, I think there are probably 12 quarterbacks you'd be comfortable leaving your draft yep. with. But if you're in a 14 team league and you start to see a quarterback run, you probably ought to I jump on the train because otherwise you're going to end up with someone that you're not totally stoked about as your starting quarterback. Kirk Cousins is coming. Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins in a 14-team league would probably be a starter, I would say, for sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you could end up with uh, Trevor Lawrence or someone who could be great or could be, ooh, I don't know. It's a little riskier. So pay attention to the positional runs. All right, Camp, what do you think? We kind of did the basics, got everyone getting their feet back wet, getting back into the swing of things. Should we start heading into our perfect draft? I think we should. The last thing I'll say, though, save your kickers and defenses for the last two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, be a, don't be a tool. I'll be that guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's get into the perfect draft. All right. Let's talk a little bit of strategy here. Okay. Let's do this. In the uh, first round. Okay. And we've got this on the website again, perfectdraft.foldingthecheese.com. But we mocked out, I mean, we mocked out every position in the draft, one through 10 on a 10 teamer uh, to kind of get a feel for what our rosters would look like. And here are some takeaways that we had. First round, you're probably, if, you, if you're in the top six picks in particular, you probably want one of those elite running backs and maybe even top eight picks. You want one of the elite running backs if you can get your hands on it. We're talking Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Najee Harris, obviously your boy, Cook, Cook and Cookin in Minnesota, Dalvin, your boy. Boo. Boo, yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon is sort of kind of leaking into that top tier of running backs as well. So he's someone, you know, he was a workhorse. He was a top five back last year. He's a guy that you could you could anchor your team around as well. So you're looking at one of those top guys or the elite, elite receivers. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I think those three are the only ones I would consider in the first round. And Ethan is muted currently. It's really fun to watch, though, because he's got his hands going and he's moving around a lot, but he's not saying anything. Because he's muted. You just like me just doing my hand, walk. You're doing the fish hand. with your hands. I don't know what that was. Uh, but we were talking about Jamar Chase and whether it's going to be, if he should be in the first round or like kind of in the second. But let's be honest, when it's at the end of the first and the beginning of the second, it's kind of like the same thing. Because if you're picking 10th, like 10th, 11th, same pick basically. So, uh, but true. yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase was my one question mark, but I think he is, is worth that first round value. So I love speaking to your point, though. I love yeah. it when people are on the turn and they're like, I got, I, I jumped, uh, I took Russell Wilson in the fifth this year. And you're like, well, it was like the last pick of the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> you could have also said you got him in the sixth. Like, I don't know. Like, I love when people are always saying that. Like, he went in the fifth. And you're like, well, it was the turn. I mean, it was like. Try and get their steals. Like, I stole him, yeah. man. That's where I got him. Yeah. You guys are fools. Yeah. I got him in the sixth. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so now we're going to head to the second round again. If Joe Mixon again, he's probably the one running back who's kind of flip flopping between first he and second. Floats round around him. the two, yeah. So you're finding him in the second, and then here's where you're Stephon Diggs. And you had your top three of Cup, Jefferson, and Chase. Stephon Diggs is right up there as a big boy, too. But he's 
you find him safe in the second. You're not going to want to reach for him in the first. Same uh, with Devontae Adams. I've se- I've seen mostly this year, which obviously we don't know if we're going to get the same Devontae Adams as we've seen. Like in previous right. years, you'd never see him in the second round. So yeah. if you if you are in on Devontae Adams, you can get him in the second round at, around the turn. I mean, it's going to be pretty early in the second round, but mm-hmm. you can get him in the second round. If you think about that, if you're at the nine spot or the 10, you're looking at Devontae Adams if you want him. Isn't it kind of wild that for the past couple of years, it's been like Devontae and Tyreek have been one, two in terms of receivers and sneaking into that first round. Now we're talking about second Tyreek. I've been seeing drop into potentially third. It's crazy. And yes, I'm doing the fish again. Here it is. You are fishing with your hands. I, I like that move. It's pretty <laughs> he's doing slick. the dice move too much. He's doing the dice move. <laughs> it's the only move he's got. <laughs> yes, I was hoping. Okay. Right, what running backs are we looking at? Other than Joe Moxon, Mixon, what other running backs are we looking at in the second round? No, I'm going to do a little side note real quick because we just talked about the dice move. The so dice move. when you're in like a group of people, do you throw out a minute, you know, reference to see how knowledgeable they are and if they're cool or not? Like, yep, you're my people. Do you do this? It's pretty much the only way I judge new friends. I mean, I basically <laughs> will drop a few movie movie quotes from the movies that I think are objectively hilarious. And if they don't latch on or don't know any other quotes from it or don't even, worst of all, don't know where that's from we're probably not going to work. It's just probably not going to work. So yeah, I know your kids are definitely Star Wars guys. Like you're a Star Wars-ish guy, right? Like not Star Wars-ish. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to be like, so, I don't, I'm not like a, you know, a nerd fandom, know all right. the quotes and all the, you know, and, and I respect those people who do. I don't have anything wrong with them. I just, I'm not, I can't name every single character from all, all the alien types or whatever. Right. Well, psh, okay. Get out of here with that. But I'm saying like, if I, if I'd said it's a trap, would you know that one? <laughs> Yeah, I think, but that's a that's a bit of a small line. I mean, like, I got a bad feeling about this would be more of like a classic Star Wars line that's that's used in like every single movie. Okay, it's a trap. I feel like that reference could be a lot of different things. Do you know when it was used? It's it's a trap. Um, the voice is throwing me off a little bit there. I'm not sure what that's all. About. It's not like one of the main characters, but for me, for like a lot of people's one of the more iconic lines. So it's in, I believe it's a uh, return of the Jedi and they're attacking the death star. And, you know, so they think the shields are they down lower and all the that. Shields, but, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But then they realize the shield is still up. So means, yeah. Admiral Akbar turns in his swivel chair. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. I use that all the time. Like if my wife says, I'm doing fine. I'm like it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a good usage of that. Yeah. So anyway, fine is always a trap. Slight digression. Back to the second round. So yes, we're talking about Stefan Diggs. Uh, looking at a DeAndre Swift in there too. This is kind of, again, those second tier running backs that aren't the top six, but these are still the guys that are important that you're going to need. Uh, and also like a Leonard Fournette kind of Alvin Kamara type. And uh, definitely an Aaron Jones looking from Green Bay. So, again, it's going to be more running back heavy in the second round because the, the top dogs of wide receivers are gone, but you'll still get your digs and Adams. Uh, but it's it's still an, another round of, of those running backs where you're, you're going to need to at least get one of these guys. Yep, I agree. Um, going into the third round, and again, this it, we list a lot of names on the first few rounds here because it all depends on where you're drafting, what spot you get. Yeah. You know, of course, we'd be like, yeah, first round, you definitely want Jonathan Taylor. Like, okay, great. But (laughs) he's not going to be available beyond pick two two at at most, you know. So, um, yeah, so this is why we're giving you a bunch of names early. And then we get into later rounds. We'll give you some real targets that maybe even have to jump on a little early, but we think it's Mm -hmm. worth doing it. So um, early on, you're looking at the Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Debo has been falling. He's he's sometimes second, sometimes third. Uh, Javante Williams. 
Saquon, Zeke, these are all the running backs that you, that you might see in the third round. Yep. Um, they've got their questions, as you can tell, with those three in particular. You know, Javante's got a split backfield. Saquon, he's been real hit or miss. Zeke <laughs> let some people down last year. <laughs> let Memper roll down. Temper Crawl got let down by Zeke last year. Um, and he did turn into Temper Crawl when that happened. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, he did. Uh, they lost Tyron Smith on their line as well. So now I'm getting out on Zeke again, that, you know. <laughs> Their their that, average like yard per rush yard per carry goes down like either a, a full half yard or a full yard when he's not in the lineup. It's it's wow. insane. That is wild yards per carry when he's not there. So anyway, those are those are the running backs you're going to be dealing with. So if you didn't take one in the first two rounds, you're now starting starting your roster of running backs with a few question marks. That's okay right. because you can add depth, which would allow you to kind of pivot and move other people into these positions. But there are only so many of these workhorse backs. There are only so many of these guys that get the majority of the work and yep. it sure is nice to have one <laughs> it sure is nice to have that it horse sure is nice all right so moving on to the fourth and as kemper mentioned we're going to be having kind of fewer and fewer names because here's where it gets to be that wild card of as you said maybe some homers are taking some are reaching for some guys early and stuff like that so the names are going to decrease but these are some of the targets you kind of want to look for in these rounds so in the fourth uh, kemper talked about it last time uh kyle pitts you know kelsey and andrews are going to be gone when do you start thinking about you know, the next kind of tier of tight end and Kemper's really high on Kyle Pitts. I'm, I'm maybe one round behind him, but I, I do like Kyle. He had almost a record setting year for a, a rookie tight end. So you're going to want to look for him in the fourth round if, if that's who you're targeting. Uh, wide receivers like AJ Brown and T Higgins. These are, you know, kind of going to be the sweet spots for them. AJ Brown, you kind of let me down last year. You were my first pick of the second round. And now to see him here in the fourth, it's kind of like a gut punch. So that was fun. <laughs> Uh, yep. But T. Higgins, you know, obviously Jamar Chase has shot off the boards with him with the Bengals, but T. Higgins is a great option as his number two, and he's still going to get his. So he's a great target in the fourth round. And uh, one guy Kemper is really high on is Cam Akers coming out for the Rams. You know, he was he was hurt all last year, came back in the playoffs, struggled, but people were expecting a lot of things out of him this year, especially Sean McVay. So you know, again, if you missed out on some of the other running backs, or if you want a solid RB two with a high upside, Cam Akers is a good fit here in the fourth. Yeah, and your normal guy, like your average David Montgomery is going to be available in the fourth. I always think he's a good value, honestly. Uh, James so Conner is like a maybe in the fourth. He's probably third or fourth, but a lot of people are high on him this year as well. So there are some other names out there you could look at. Um, but again, it's going to really like really look ahead when you're making your picks and see where these guys are ranked in your system because the rankings do psychologically do incentivize and push people to draft in that order or close yep. to that order so you have a good idea but these are some good targets for you i don't Rolling know if it's fifth. like hold on i want to go back to dave montgomery just for a quick second because i don't know if it's you hate dave bears, montgomery well and, and here's what i was about to say like i don't know if it's because like they're i don't like the bears color scheme like it's just such like a gross and it's like chicago and they're not a very good team for me like don't get me wrong dave montgomery was a great pick you had him last year like he he did great things for your squad it's just to me in my head, and again, this Boring, is my right? kind of thing. It's like the yep. least sexiest name for me on the running back board. I don't I know why. I get it. David Montgomery. Great. But again, I totally, totally get that. I totally top get that. And top 12 guy. So, he was. I mean, I'm going yeah. to go find out exactly where he, he ended up. And he was injured some of last year, too. He was injured. Uh, but we're but again, find out he was a consistent guy. Early. He would average, you know, 15 to 18 points a week. Had his flashes where he could get you like the mid-20s. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if it's the color scheme or if it's the Bears, whatever it is. For me, it's just like such a, 
a not sexy pick, but it's one of those picks like a Brandon Cooks, who we'll talk about later, is going to get you those wins and get you those those consistent points. David Montgomery so, finished running back <clears throat> uh, 21, I think, in our league, and he missed okay. four games. That's really, missed yeah. four games. So the four games. So you missed four games, and you still end up as a tw- top 20-ish running back? Yeah. Again, if you're looking in the fourth round, I think you could do a lot worse. He could. Trust me, you could. Miles Gaskin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miles Gaskin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're turning the corner to the fifth round, and I think, for me, I just I absolutely love the fifth through the eighth rounds because I think these are where people – this is this where is you, you make can win money. your draft. This is where yep. you make your money. The first three or four rounds are pretty chalky. You're mostly going to go with the rankings. You're going to fill out the elite, elite players. When you get to the fifth, the eighth round, I think this separates some people who know what they're talking about and people who don't. And For example, so, real quick. So last year, Cooper Cup, fifth round. Last year, yep. Debo Samuel, eighth round. Like Again, yep. Cameron's saying it. These are the picks where they can make the biggest differences. Yep. You're going to have a pretty safe floor with all the guys we mentioned beforehand, other than you know Saquon, Cam Akers, Zeke, like – there's going to be some volatility there, but these guys are mostly going to be just total studs. You know what you're going to get, right? The fifth or eighth round are guys that we're hoping are going to be studs, and we've seen some of it before, but you're not 100% certain. You think it's there, and you're taking a bit of a gamble. They're still going to be starters for you, so we're not going to, these aren't going to be like crazy names, but Ethan and I both like Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, Travis Etienne. These are fifth-round guys that we think can be huge values for you, and you'll be glad you took them because I think – Sutton and Williams, I think, are going to have monster years. Yes. And I, and I think Allen Robinson is going to have a really good year, too. ATN, we haven't seen, so we don't know for sure, but I think we're both really high on him uh, as well. So yeah, I think these are good fifth-round players to look for in the fifth. You know, I think I should let you do the sixth round just because of the guy who's on here. So I'm going to let right. you do the sixth. I was hoping you would. Sixth round. So <laughs> Allen Robinson actually kind of straddles the fifth and the yeah. sixth, so he actually That's could be there guy. in the sixth. That's, That's your guy. Yeah. My guy must take A.J. Dillon. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You might see his name a little bit later coming from me as well. Yes. All right. So now moving on to the seventh round. Um, here's where you're going to go to, once again, your tiers. Okay. So we're looking at our third kind of tier for now for tight end. So these are your Dalton Schultz of the world, your TJ Hawkinson. If you didn't get like the Kyle Pitts kind of Darren Waller, Kittle, uh, that tier. So this is that third tier of tight ends. Who These are solid guys that you don't want to necessarily reach for. You don't want to go too high. But the seventh round is a perfect spot for him. And, and in some cases, these guys are dropping. We don't know why Hawkinson's here this late. So if he's there, you jump on him. You know, Hawkinson is a top five talent for sure. If he stays healthy, watch out for him. And then also know the name here you might be looking at, again, if you're talking about the tiers, is a Russell Wilson type. You know, he's going as low as QB 12, but also as high as QB 5. So really, he has a big range in there. So we think if he's around in the seventh round, you're going to want to jump on him because that's a great value to get him for what he could be. He could be an MVP type candidate this year. People are thinking he might. So if he's around the seventh, you snatch him up right then and there. Yeah. Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, they're all going to be gone. Lamar Jackson's going to be gone. And what we're seeing in the mocks at least is before Russell Wilson goes, Jalen hurts, Kyler Murray, they're gone too. Joe Burrow a lot of times is gone already. So, I mean, if you're looking in the seventh round and, and all those guys are gone and people have, have taken like fifth and sixth round picks for them. In some cases, Josh Allen's going second or third round. So you're taking second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks on quarterbacks, and you're still getting left with Russell Wilson in the seventh. Yeah, Jack give me Pot. that. Yeah. And there's a couple <laughs> other Pot. names even later in the draft that you can think about too that we'll give you. So 
if you don't like Russell Wilson this year or you've decided you didn't take Kyle Pitts and you need a tight end here, don't worry. We got a couple more names for you a couple rounds later. Yes. Coming in at the eighth round, we love Amon Ross St. Brown. We both do. I had him last year. He carried me into the into the championship and then I shamefully benched him. <laughs> and uh he was a stud. He's yeah, he knows the names of all 16 receivers drafted before him. The guy's a stud. <laughs> um that was a great hard knocks episode uh juju is sitting here in the eighth round as well we don't know for sure what this is going to look like in kansas city but if he's number one i mean what an incredible value that's going to be right mm-hmm. and this is where you can take a little bit of a risk because this is either your third receiver maybe your your second bench player maybe it's your flex i mean it depends on how you did your roster but these guys need to have high upside but not necessarily the same floor that we looked at before right. and then damian harris is running back ethan's really high on him i like him he's a stud he's a great runner I'm a little concerned about the mixed backfield, but in the eighth round for a, eighth what's round. a starting running back, yeah, you want to take that. Yeah. Uh, so as we move on to the ninth, here is where if you pass on Russell Wilson and went with a tight end, uh, here's where we find a lot of value for quarterbacks because people like Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott are still here. You know, Dak Prescott was being drafted as a top five last season. He had a good year. Uh, he is losing a couple weapons this year. He did lose you know, like Amari Cooper, questions with the line. But in the ninth round, He's still a top quarterback to take. Uh, and, and two with Matt Stafford. I don't know why he's dropping this far. He was QB two or three on the season, or what would we say it was five last year? Top five, five. five, I think, last year. And uh, I mean, they just reloaded on offense with a healthy Cam Akers. You know, they might be doing even bigger things. So I think those two guys are huge upsides in round nine. I mean, come on. Uh, and then also a name that Kemper loves uh, at the wide receiver spot is Rashad Bateman. You know, with Marquise Brown being gone from Baltimore, he's going to be their go to guy. Lamar Jackson contract year, he's going to want to show what he can do. Bateman could be the beneficiary of that. And again, great value in the ninth. Yep. When you get to the 10th, you're looking again, you're looking for high upside guys. Um, and honestly, there are a couple guys that I think have got a high floor as well. And so there are some question marks here, but if you can afford to do it, we love stashing Chris Godwin here. If you can get him in the 10th, don't forget he's coming back. Now we don't know exactly when it will be, uh, the reports are that he's looking pretty good, but he's certainly not <laughs> going to start the season uh, healthy. Maybe it's four weeks. You got to wait on him. But in the 10th round, to wait on a guy who can be a top 10 or 15 receiver, you can afford to do it in the 10th round because you've already loaded up your roster. Uh, a do-it bet champion. He is a do- he is a reigning do-it bet champion, <laughs> even when injured. So remember that. <laughs> right? Even when he was injured, C.D. Lamb couldn't <laughs> catch him. So <laughs> he still won. So don't worry that he's injured. Uh, another name I like in here in the 10th round is Kareem Hunt. He's being left for dead. I don't know why. I get I get the concern about split backfield, but like all he has done when he has played has been a top 15 running back. I, I don't I don't know why you would let him slip. Yeah. True. So what if he wants to trade from Cleveland? Everybody wants to trade from Cleveland. Everyone wants to trade from Cleveland. Whatever. Like he's gonna play. By the way, now my my Gelstradamus has been failing because Jimmy Garoppolo re-signed or restructured his deal with the Niners, so he's staying with them at least one more year. Not so he will not be in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, he also wanted out of Cleveland. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to go to Cleveland. Before he even got there, he's like, nah, <laughs> nah. Fair. All right, so now as we move on to the 11th, here we're kind of looking for question marks that could be high high paying out. And one guy, one name is Damian Pierce, the running back for the Texans. Um, you know, in the 11th round, this is a great flyer to take on a running back because he's not going to be one of your starters, but he could earn that spot. He's someone who could turn into a workhorse. He's someone who could someone who could turn into that guy in Houston. So 
I mean, shoot, if you if you need that first backup running back, Damian Pierce is a good guy to look at. And then similar to Chris Godwin, a guy that people might be forgetting about or or dropping low is DeAndre Hopkins. We know he's going to miss the first six games of the year because of the uh, the substance abuse. But again, if you if you have the depth to stash him, or if you want to just take a flyer on him, he could be helping you win your league the second half of the year and into the playoff push. So that's a great name to keep in mind for the eleven. I do want to clarify. It was a PED usage. He's not a crackhead or a <laughs> silly substance. substance. That was so abuse. it is an illegal substance, but substance abuse conjures up other images. Um, but yes, great point. He is someone that when you take him, people will be like, shoot, I forgot about him. Right. You know, <laughs> because he's, he's sliding down the list of names. Damian Pierce. He's one of those, like we talked about earlier, that is going to be fast rising up the draft boards. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's going to be available in the 11th. By the time you start drafting, if you're drafting next week, like we are, Probably not there in the 11th. He's catching a lot of hype. And I think it's becoming more clear that he's going to be the starter. And it's also becoming clear that he's a freak. And he's a man child. And he, he runs angry. And people it's love that. I love that personally. It's a trap. Take him, take him earlier. So in that <laughs> case, you know, you may want to consider taking one of these guys around earlier. So you may have to take DeAndre in the 10th. Um, because people are going to start remembering that too. Rounding into the 12th round. Um, if you punt it on tight end, and this is one thing you can do because of positional depth and quarterback and a tight end, Pat Fryermuth is here in the 12th. We like him a lot for like season long. Um, I think you'd be fine with him as your starter just because there aren't 12 great tight ends. If you miss one of the actually great ones, I think he'll be rock solid. And same with Cole Komet, who's probably a round or two later. But if you get either of those guys coming out of the draft, I think you'll be fine. You may mm-hmm. want to draft two of them, you know, and you've got the extra roster spots to do it. So, you may want to take two tight ends and just kind of play off the hot hand, but we like Fryermuth. He did some good stuff last year as a rookie, and Ethan doesn't know what to do with his hands right now. Uh, <laughs> if you did not punt on tight end and you've got Hawkinson, you've got Pitts, you've got Dalton Schultz, one of those guys, the wide receivers available here, Christian Kirk, the new number one target on the Jags. I love him going in the 12th in particular. I'm not saying he's oh, a yeah. fifth-round guy, but, I mean, in the 12th, why not? And Tyler Lockett being completely left for Remember dead. that guy? <laughs> Remember, remember that him? guy? He used to be awesome at fantasy. Uh, <laughs> I get his quarterback has changed and massively downgraded, but um, he's still a stud of a player, man. Like, who knows what he's going to look like in a, in a, with a new quarterback? He may be less streaky. He may be more of the go-to guy. We don't know until we see it. And at the twelfth round, you can afford to take that risk. Isn't that crazy, Tyler Lockett? Talking about a twelfth round pick. Yep. Uh, all difference a quarterback makes. But anyway, moving on to the thirteenth. Yes, we're in the thirteenth round, folks. Uh, here's where you're looking for that depth, those bench spots, and people you can gamble on. You know, it's not the it's not the eighth, ninth, tenth round where these are your money makers that really can make a difference. Here's you in the thirteenth. You can you can take some shots in the dark, and you know we're looking at a Russell Gage here, new team, obviously playing for TB12, could help you a lot, could not. You know, it's a it's a big swing. You never know. Uh, another name, Michael Carter. Everyone is so high on Brees Hall, but remember, Michael Carter is still this guy there. You know, people are talking it might be a 60-40 split in Carter's favor right now. So don't forget about him. He might be the guy. Uh, and then also a guy, a name that's kind of being forgotten is Robert Woods. You know, he was great for the past few seasons with the Rams. He got hurt last year, uh, and now he's with the Titans. He's going to be their number one option. So don't sleep on him, man. I mean, we saw what Tannehill could do a couple of years ago. Maybe he regains that form, going to have a healthier Derrick Henry. Robert Woods could be a steal right here in the 13th. He could he could sneak yeah. up on people. Not great buzz about Traylon Burke so far in camp. And so Robert Woods, I think, is is pretty definitely going to be the number one guy in Tennessee, at least to start the season. 
you have to think about this too. We didn't mention this at the beginning, but this is a weekly game. You have to win week yes. by week by week. And so to get a player that you know will be good for, call it four to six weeks, is a good thing. It's not like a, well, what am I going to do with him the rest of the season? You figure that out later. You got to yeah. play the waivers. You know what I mean? And so Russell Gage is kind of a, it's kind of like, hey, we know Godwin's not going to be there. And so he could be their number two and should be their number two. I don't, again, I don't have faith in Julio Jones. So I think he's going to be the number two. Uh, Michael Carter, until Brees Hall learns how to pass protect, this is probably going to be Michael Carter's job. It doesn't maybe doesn't last all season, but it's the 13th round. He's not your starting running back right now. You know, um, same with he Robert could be Woods. If he's I mean, a stud, but he could be if he's a stud, and, and why not bed. take that shot? You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we like about these guys. Um, you got to win week to week, and so we think these guys will help you. 14, 15th. I mean, our I think our draft is 15 rounds. Maybe or we only drafted 15 players or whatever. This is kicker defense. Just don't get cute. I'd probably take a kicker first because there's some predictability with like what offenses are higher octane. I like guys that kick in domes as frequently as possible or warm I weather because I don't I don't want to like I, I just don't want to deal with yeah I don't want to deal with the snow and the wind and all that. So I'm typically staying away from Buffalo and Chicago, especially Chicago. Buffalo I'd take because the offense is so good and um, yeah, but still uh, they do play some warm weather teams. But uh, yeah, mostly I'm, I'm looking at dome server. It's not that big of a deal. Just grab a kicker, grab a defense, <laughs> Just grab a kicker and a defense. It's move fine. on. <laughs> you're good. You're gonna be you're gonna be changing them throughout the season anyway. It doesn't matter. So that's it. That's kind of rounds one through fifteen. I'll kind of give you that perfect draft strategy. Remember to check out the website, Kemp. What's that website again? It is perfectdraft.foldingthecheese.com. You will see the entire. Perfect exactly draft. What we talked about right there. Just what we were talking about. It's all yes. in there, folks. Uh, and then, you know, as we did, just kind of go round by round, just a kind of reminder, some values to target. Uh, so we mentioned Kareem Hunt. Look for him in the 10th. One name we didn't really talk about yet uh, is also kind of being forgotten in Seattle is DK Metcalf. You know, look for him, snagging him around the sixth round. He's dropping that far. You know, that guy was a top three round last year. And uh, obviously a difference quarterback makes. But if he's in the sixth, you got to take that guy. Why not? Uh, we already talked about the tight ends and TJ Hawkinson and Dalton Schultz kind of in that seventh round. That's a great place to grab those guys. Uh, then a couple of looking at a couple of receivers. We talked about Rashad Bateman. Another name you got to think about is Brandon. Now I'm going to just say it. However, I want a uke. And uh, that, is that is incorrect. That is incorrect. That's fine. Just like Todd Bowles, which <laughs> you God, spelled so wrong. Good. I you did so wrong, but I didn't call him Bowels, all right? <laughs> so anyway, look for those guys in the 9th, 10th uh, with Ayuk. Just know that, uh, you know, he worked all summer with Trey Lance, maybe getting some rapport with him, so just Chemistry, keep an eye yeah. for him. And then, speaking of, Trey Lance, look for him. In the, he's like the 12th or 13th quarterback being taken. So he could be a good value guy if you're not, if you, you know, Kirk Cousins does not strike your fancy or a Tua. Trey Lance could be the guy, man. People are saying he could be amazing, but it's just a question mark. So it could be a good flyer to take as as a value. Love those. I love those. What do you say we move on to one of your favorite segments? On campus. On right? campus. I'm in the hot seat today. I'm excited about you this. You are. All right. So let's see. You got me on. Uh, you got. I got me you on. with the Chiefs. The retooled Chiefs. The Chiefs. I got you bad. That was that was pretty nasty. That was a good one. That was a good it was one. Was not so, cool. I know. I know. I don't think this is that hard. Uh, it's kind of middle, middle-ish. So okay. let's see what you got. Again, I'm going to start harder and get to the easier. Yeah, part. that's that's fair. I've I've now I'm already it's all jumbled anyway at this point. So like I know exactly. we're not going to go just RB one 
starting running exactly. back is it's this person be, like but no like these are all starters it's not like they're fifth yeah. running back i yep. go as far as i do with two running back just like you do so yeah. yeah 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 that's fair okay no particular order wide receiver eastern washington come on man <laughs> you already know it i think so but go ahead well this i'll wait i'll wait no no, no i'll wait yes and then you get more points if you get it right off the first first okay. player. That's most likely Cooper Cup, but go ahead. Wide receiver. NC State. Okay. Running back. Alabama. Wide receiver. Louisville. Oh, now, now we're definitely mixing it up. Running back. Oklahoma. Tight end. Do you need it or you got it? Want me to keep going? I'm going to keep going. Okay. Tight end. Arkansas. Would you like the quarterback? That's Hunter Henry. So we're talking about the, the Pats. Damian Harris. And I didn't know Ramondre was Oklahoma. Yep. NC State's Jacoby Myers. Is that right? There you go. Yeah. So, who? So um, and Devontae Parker. That's the Lou. Yep. So Eastern Washington must be... Um, I even think of their, who's their main. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Kendrick uh, Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Okay. All right. There you go. So Hunter Henry is the one who got it for you. Yeah. It really it took me a minute. It took me a hot minute. The NC State threw me off because I was like, oh my God, I haven't thought of them since Tory Holt. <laughs> <laughs> Tory Holt. Um, that, was a, that was a hot minute on that one. The running okay. backs, I mean, this is what we talked about at the beginning, though. Like, the running backs, if they go to generic enough schools like Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, same way, like, it doesn't really help you much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, see, I knew the Eastern Washington. I knew you were going to think Cooper Cup. I was like. Well, that's that's why I smirked and thought it's not going to be the Rams because you're, you're like, mm, it's not going to be the Rams. Watch this. I'm going to throw them <laughs> off at Eastern Washington. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne. Everybody knows that. <laughs> But hey, you got it. I didn't think it would be Hunter Henry that we got it for you. So if I if I had not said Hunter, you'd have you'd have been questioning. I would have had to think for. I mean, like like you've said before, like I had to go through all the teams. Yeah. I would have gotten there because I, you know, I knew Devontae Parker was Louisville, but I just not all, you know new team obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kobe well, Myers, I, like that took me a hot second to. I would have not pulled that name out of NC State other than I already knew he was on the Pats. You know. Yeah. Well, well done, my friend. You survived. Barely. Woo, barely. Yeah. But you did it. You did it. That was it. a good one. That was a good one. Good job, would you? Friend. I wonder if you would have gotten that one if I'd have started. That would have been hilarious. I should have given <laughs> that to you. NC I mean, State, gotten, Louisville. Would have you been like, yeah. Sure. I knew Jacoby Myers 100%. Honestly, I wasn't sure about Devontae Parker. I didn't realize he was Louisville. Yeah, uh, he played with Teddy Bridgewater. Did he? Okay. Yeah, T. Bridge. Uh, I knew the running backs for sure. Hunter Henry and Jacoby. Born and, and Parker would have thrown me for a for a sec. Ramondre at Oklahoma. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that I actually changes how I look at him because I did, I thought he was kind of an out of nowhere, no pedigree type of guy who was just real scrappy and like if he's an Oklahoma running back, he's he's got the pedigree. Yeah. Dang. How about that? Dang. All right. There we go. Another Still another undefeated. another win. A barely a win. <laughs> hey, a win is a win, my friend. A win is a win. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, okay. now it is time to move on to our league-winning rosters. We just did our draft strategy, our perfect strategy for you. Uh, so it was interesting. In this year, Kemper and I did not have any overlap. 
Uh, yep. Last season, we had a few names that were that were on both of our rosters. This year, goose egg. So goose egg. It'll be interesting to see. I think we did talk off air that we might just have to create a league and just draft these two teams and then to kind of see how they do. Just keep them set, like no no different transaction or anything. Just kind of see how they go. See how it so. goes. I like it. I think we got to find a way to do it. Um, the one yeah. thing I will say is we did have, we almost had one overlap. We had one player okay. that, and and we're listen, we're both high on pretty much all of these players. So don't don't mistake that. It's not like I don't, I, don't <laughs> right. think your team, I don't think your team is garbage by any stretch. I love your team, but we did have one player that we just based on like value of where he was going that we almost both had, and we'll get yes. to him in just a minute. But um, so yeah, how do you want to do this? You want me to? You want to just go back and forth on? Yeah. Uh, when we draft these guys, or you want to go position? No. What do you think is the right thing? I say we just go down position, just like quarterback, quarterback, running back, running okay. back. Okay. I will tell you the way I did mine, and I think yours is kind of similar. Um, I picked a couple different starting spots in the draft grid and then mapped out based on ADP. And we used Yahoo for ADP on these, just FYI. Mapped out kind of who I would be, who would be available to me at each slot. And I, yep. did, a, I did a full draft that way with my roster. And a lot of these names are... I mean, almost all these names are names that we gave during our perfect draft as well. So um, my team ended up quarterback. I took Russell Wilson because I took him in the, I think it was this eighth round. I ended up getting him based on ADP. Yep. His ADP is 73. And I drafted from the five spot or looked at it from the five spot. So sure. um, looking at the five spot, I got Russell Wilson in the eighth. All right. And uh, my quarterback, I got my quarterback in the 10th, Maddie Stafford. You know, he's drafting far. I love what he's doing. And uh, I was kind of drafting in the four spot, so not that far off from you. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, running back one, I took actually in the second round, Aaron Jones. We talked about him earlier. I think he is a, a true stud this year. Um, I think a lot of those targets from Devontae Adams are going to go to the running backs, and that's one of the reasons I'm so high on A.J. Dillon, too. I think both these guys are going to feast. Okay. Uh, my running back one was my first overall pick in the first round of four. I went with Austin Eckler. I just love what he did last year. I love what he can do with Herbert, and they're just they're just stocked this year. They're stocked. They're stacked. They're everything. So I like my man Austin. All right. Uh, you will see I did not take a running back in the first round from the five spot. I instead took Javante Williams in the third round as my second running back. We've mm-hmm. talked about his upside. I think he's going to get there, and I'm real high on him. Yes. Uh, I did go with a running back for both first and second rounds, and I stuck with uh, Hard Knocks himself, DeAndre Swift. If he's healthy this year, he's just another kind of Swiss Army knife kind of guy, just like an Austin Eckler, where he can catch balls, he can run hard. So I like, you know, the the uh, Lions really focusing on offense this year, kind of make or break, and I like what he can do. Yeah, I love I love DeAndre Swift as a player, and I think Eckler and Swift is a is a hell of a tandem. Uh, with the number five overall pick. I reached. Maybe someone would say I reached. I don't know. I went wide receiver. I I went Justin Jefferson. I'm going with the Jet. Give me that. Let's go. Question. Yes, sir. In this draft where you're taking him five, is Cup there or no? In this case, he he was there. And so I have have personally changed my opinion on the rankings of the receivers. I'm taking Jefferson one, Cup two this year. Okay. Fair. All right, uh, my wide receiver one, sticking with the Chargers, I'm going with Keenan Allen. So this is the first wide receiver I'm taking, and I'm getting him in around three, uh, in around around round three, if that makes sense. Uh, I just love, again, I love the Chargers offense, Herbert, and I think Keenan Allen's really going to kind of take that next step. He's always been a thousand, like eleven hundred yard guy. Uh, I just think he's able to stay healthy. He's going to be the man in San Diego, so I like him a lot. 
Yeah, he's he's so rock solid, man. I love Keenan Allen. I, I have him as many years as I can get him, I get him. I always yeah. like him. All right, so fourth round for me, um, I ended up going with my man Kyle Pitts. We talked about him in the perfect draft strategy. He was there. I went for it. Kyle Pitts, I think he's a total difference maker at tight end. So I've got, just to recap real quick, um, you know what? I missed my second receiver, didn't I? Sorry yeah, about that. You jumped. You jumped. I jumped. <laughs> Are we doing rounds or are we doing positions? I don't know. Uh, spoiler alert, I took spoiler Kyle Pitts alert. tight end. But my well, second receiver is unlike uh, – or just like Ethan's pick here, I'm going with the other Chargers receiver. I'm going with Mike Williams. High upside, big Tiger Mike, let's go. Yeah, I was kind of bummed to see you put him there. I'm like, dang it. I was hoping you'd forget about old Mike because he's going to be a stud too. I think he's uh, in my second wide receiver spot, I've talked about him like the past two or three episodes. Love this guy. Love what he can do. Love what he's going to do in L.A. We're talking Allen Robinson. Let's go. Ram up. We are. You're Penn State. Why don't you go and get the tight end since I already spoiled mine? <laughs> You're muted again. You son of a gun. You are muted again. You are muted. I can't hear you. Why can't you hear me, man? Like, what's with this newfangled technology and things not working? You're pressing buttons. You do. It's, listen, guys, you, you can't. If you can watch the video, even if you're watching the video, you can't see this. Ethan's got people cutting down a tree outside of his, <laughs> outside of his office. And a dog barking and scratching to get in his room. Like he's, he's trying in. best to fight this thing off. Exhibit A. This is what I'm dealing with. I'm surprised he's, he's if my kids with. weren't in school, they'd be sliding me notes under the door. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I just peed. Dad, I just peed. <laughs> high five. He would write high five. High five. <laughs> uh, okay, so, anyway, so you're tight end. I got so Kyle Pitts and you've got. I have been muting my mic every now and then because of the insanity, but we're back now. We're good. Uh, so my tight end, what I was saying is I did not get one of those top five guys. I was waiting on tight end just because I like the the quote-unquote depth of the, of the position this year. So I went with uh, Dalton Schultz where I'm getting him in like the seventh this round. Love that. Love that. He's going to be soaking up targets, man, because Michael Gallup's going to be out a few weeks. I think he's, he's on the out. pop currently, so he's just going to be soaking him up. He's going to be such a stud. All right, for my flex, this may surprise you, but I went with the quad father. I forget what his name is. Quad I'm going A.J. Dillon. A.J. <laughs> Dillon the flex. So you will note I did end up with both Green Bay running backs. I almost yeah. changed my draft because I, I don't typically love to do that. And I, The problem is I just think they're both going to be freaks this year. I really do. And I think that's the offense is going to run through them. And so I don't care if I have them both. I think they're both top 15 running backs, at least top 20. I'll play them both. Hey, I'm good with that. You know, one of them's going to get a touchdown. So you get, you're good there. Definitely true. So here's the guy where we almost both had him on our rosters. And uh, this is a guy we're both high on at a wide receiver spot, full into my flex. Usually you kind of see running backs in the flex, but I love this guy. We both love him this year. Going with Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, Broncos. Yep. Yep, SMU. Yeah, I love Cortland Sutton. I actually had him instead of Mike Williams in my wide receiver yep. two slot. When I saw your perfect roster, I thought, you know what? We're only one crossover. I'm sure I can I can switch this up. And I've got I technically have Sutton one spot ahead of Williams in my rankings personally, right. uh, but I love them both, and so I'm happy to take Mike Williams instead. And, and so we have a nice diverse team here. But yeah, I think Sutton's he's due for a big year, man. Yeah. All right. So to recap, uh, starters for me: Russell Wilson at quarterback, Aaron Jones and Javante Williams at running back. Justin Jefferson and Mike Williams at wide receiver, Kyle Pitts at tight end, AJ Dillon at the flex. And for me, I got QB, Matty Stafford. I got running backs, Austin Eckler and DeAndre Swift. My wide receivers are Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson. 
Keenan Allen Robinson. I like that. Uh, tight end Dalton Schultz. And my flex is one Cortland Sutton. And I will tell you real quick, I went Jefferson, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Mike Williams, A.J. Dillon, Russell Wilson. That's kind of the order that I drafted, one through seven for those but, guys. But And I went Eckler, Swift, Allen, and then Robinson slash Sutton, kind of either one of those guys, then Schultz and Stafford. Yep. Yeah, really good stuff. Okay, so let's get to our benches real quick so people can kind of see who we got here. Um, kicking it off for me, Amon Ross St. Brown, eighth round pick. We talked about him a bunch. Love the guy. Uh, and I got Travis Etienne is kind of my, my first bench spot. Could be a flex, could be a starter for me, and I just love him in the in the sixth potentially. And and he's still on your bench because you waited on quarterback, and so you were loading up on players. And, 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 and I waited yeah, up and, on tight and, end. And, yeah, so you've got you've got extra spots there, and that's going to give you some good depth. Um, I like Rashad Bateman on my squad, ninth round pick. Let's go. I got Juju Smith-Schuster. We talked about him. Could be the dude in Kansas City, so I liked his value in the seventh and eighth. Yep. Give me Kareem Hunt in the 10th. Let's go. Give me Damian Harris. Give him the seventh or eighth. Let's go too. <laughs> I'm going to sneak in here with DeAndre Hopkins in the 10th or 11th round. He's going in that range. Uh, I'd like to have him on my bench and drop him in there later and absolutely wreck people. Same idea. Same guys. Well, not same guy, but same idea of him missing a few games going with Chris Godwin. I'll take Michael Carter in the 12th or 13th round as one of those flyers that actually could get some run early. Something I don't typically do in the draft. I actually went with the backup quarterback this time. Uh, And this is a guy, once again, kind of like a not sexy pick, but he could blow up. Going with Tua. Tua is my backup. Big question mark this year, man. I I would love to see him do well. I really would. Uh, I think that he's got so many weapons, for God's sake. Surely (laughs) he could. But uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting pick. I think personally, I think he's, I think he's probably going undrafted in most leagues. Mm-hmm. So you could afford to not pick him up and wait. But if he blows up first week, already too late. <laughs> it's, it's already too late. So if you're if you're feeling that coming, they are playing the Pats in the first week. I don't know that he's they gonna blow up the against Patriots. At least once. So yeah, but it, it means he's gonna blow up against the Patriots. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, and the last pick I've got before I just uh, throw away defense and kicker. Kadarius Tony, I'm a big fan of his. He can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. And so that's why he drops as far as he does. But there are some reports that Kenny Galladay may be on the roster bubble. Like, he, he can't catch anything. How far He's, is that guy falling? I mean, he has fallen so far from grace. Um, not from Nevada, by the way. Not from <laughs> Did not Nevada. Did not go to school in Nevada. Northern Illinois, Northern uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, but, yeah, I like Kadarius Tony as a flyer, man, because I saw it last year. When he plays and he's fully healthy, he plays the whole game. He's a PPR monster, and he, mm-hmm. he could. And at the 13th or 14th round, why not? Okay. And uh, it actually wasn't my last pick. I think two was my last pick before kicker and defense. But Damian Pierce uh, for the Texans, again, this is a, is a hot name right now. And if I can get him that late, I'm loving it. And like the I love that. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so I'm going to show you guys the perfect rosters. If you're watching the video, this is on the Perfect Draft website, perfectdraft.foldingthecheese.com. Here's your league-winning rosters. You can see Ethan Stafford, Eckler, Swift, Allen, Robinson, Schultz, Sutton at starters, ATN, Smith Schuster, Harris, Tagovailoa, Pierce, and Godwin on the bench. I got Wilson Jones, Williams, Jefferson, Williams, Pitts, Dylan. A lot of Williams for me. Yeah, Dylan, St. Brown, Bateman, Hunt, Hopkins, Carter, Tony. Let's go. 
we're going to find a way to to match these teams against each other all season. Yes, it comes on top. But I'll tell you what, if you get either of these teams in your league, you're going to win. Simple Done. as that. It's over. Guaranteed. It's over. So go out there and draft it. We've given you the perfect draft, all the tools you need to take your perfect draft. Now we're giving you the rosters you should end up with. Go do it. Tell us how you won. We'll celebrate <laughs> together. We're going to be winning. Everyone's going to be winning. Everyone's winning. Although with our league, there can only be one. I just there hope I find you in the one. championship. That would be sick. Oh my God. I know. It's, it's just, our league just freaking snakes us the whole time though. We'll it's see. True. Sorry. But, Maybe uh, I held back a few nuggets for him. I held back a few nuggets. Just a few. But anyway, so I mean, season's coming up, peeps, and uh, that means a lot of drafts are going on now. We are going to be doing a live mock draft uh, our next episode, so stay tuned for that. We got a couple people from my league, a couple friends locally in Nashville and Michigan, so uh, it's going to be a good time. It'll be fun to kind of see how everything pans out if they go with this perfect draft strategy, or you know, again, the best part about the drafts is that it's a wild card. People are going to come in with different strategies, homer picks, not homer picks. You know, it's all up there, so it's going to be fun to watch, uh, fun to listen to. So until next time, keep on folding. Fold it.